Hi everybody, it is Robbie and I have my beautiful friend Morgan Willette here with me today. I'm excited for you guys to meet her. She is just an incredibly beautiful person inside and out. She's a reality TV style winner. She actually won the Big Brother show, which is pretty amazing, which we'll chat about in a minute. She's also a fitness enthusiast. She's a personal trainer. She is insanely fit. It's ridiculous. <laughs> We've done a few workouts before. I'll link one below that we did together that she kicked my butt. I did the, the simple version. She did the modified version and she had a huge smile on her face. And I was <laughs> like little tears like coming down in jeans and she's also an entrepreneur so incredible conversations coming up let's get into it yay thank you for having me i'm so excited and it's 1 p.m here in los angeles while we're filming this so i figured it is the perfect time it's to happy hour it's happy hour in this house so i thought it'd be the great time to pop some champagne yes oh yeah hopefully you're better than i am because i'm those are not my specialty, popping champagne. So when I was in university, I was in my final year, I was hustling, I was working as a waitress as well as like doing full-time dental placement. Good for you. I opened a bottle of champagne for a couple on their 50th wedding anniversary and I opened it and the cork went up, hit the roof and came down and hit <gasps> the guy on the head and then the wife started crying. <gasps> The he, hurt, he wasn't hurt, was he? <laughs> he was <laughs> And he was making a joke. He's like, you got me right on my bald spot. But the restaurant was so angry. They made me buy the bottle for the couple. It was a $300 bottle. So every single time I open one for now on, okay, I'm like, Okay, so you I'm learned scarred. your lesson. Now I'm like, I'm going to look at champagne differently. I'm like, I'm not paying $300 for someone else's champagne. Well, you've got your safety hat I know, on, I do. So, so I'm, like, if you hit me, at least I have protection. I'm not going to hit you. Oh, that was we good. Go. There we go. Well, first off, cheers. Cheers, thank you. <laughs> and let's start off the show with the way we start every single episode, and that is asking our guests, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Oh man, I mean, there's been a lot. Um, throughout reality TV, everyone has an opinion, everyone mm -hmm. offers advice, but I think the best was my mom. Mm -hmm. She was. I was struggling with what I wanted to do, what was perceived as the right thing to do with my career. Mm -hmm. You get one life, just one. Um, and so you have to do whatever makes you happy. You can't worry about what you think I should be doing, what my grandma in Texas thinks I should be doing, what my college friends, they think I should be getting married and having children. And I let all of that weigh so heavy on me to where my day-to-day -day life, I wasn't doing anything that made me happy. So when my mom said that, my mom who was supposed to be like the one kind of guiding me and pushing me to use my college degree for what everyone thought I was supposed to, when she was like, no, like, you need to do what makes you happy. And if it's not the conventional way, that's okay because you get one life. And when you're 80, are you gonna look back on that one life with the regret? Or are you gonna look back and be like, damn, okay, like I did it differently, but I'm happy with what the decisions I made. That's such good advice. And Thanks, truly, mom. <laughs> moms are awesome times, hey? Like they just have these awesome, just nuggets of wisdom. And it's so funny, because when I went from doing, like literally seeing patients all the time, fixing teeth all day, every day, to just doing social media, I thought my parents would be so disappointed in me. Because my dad was a dentist and you know, he was so proud of me doing what I did. And when I went away from that, I thought they would be like, you know, really disappointed, but they were so supportive. And that support from the right people makes all the difference. All the know? difference. And I think at the end of the day, the people who love you, your friends, your family, your parents, they just want you to be happy. Mm -hmm. So I think we have to keep that in mind. I feel like we put all this pressure. I'm sure you felt pressure. Like, well, my dad was a dentist. I have to now follow in his yeah. footsteps. And it's like, at the end of the day, if someone really loves you, mm -hmm. they're going to be happy as long as you're happy. So like, 
Yeah. At the end of the day, you gotta remember that, but it is so difficult. And obviously, you can never please everyone. That's Ever. the other thing. Like, it's so, it gets stuck in your head that you wanna please everybody, but you just can't because, I mean, you see it every day on social media. You post something, and some people are like, wow, you have incredible fashion sense. And some people are like, this is absolutely <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> and you're like, so which one is it? Yeah, exactly. Like, so, you were on a reality TV show. What was that experience like? I don't know much about reality TV. I've had a couple friends that have been on shows, but what I do know is that you're very much at the mercy of the producer. Producers. So what we see as the audience sitting here on our couch watching a show every week isn't necessarily the way that it's exactly playing out in real mm -hmm. life. There's edits and there's cuts, they make they villainize people. What was your experience <laughs> like being on the show? Be brutally honest. It was interesting. So I was on three different shows. My first one, I was fresh out of college. I was 22, I was naive. I was just excited to do something different. I was working a nine to five after I graduated. I hated my life. I was just miserable. I took a desk job just because I wanted to do whatever and expected me to do. Like mm -hmm. the second you graduate, you have to have a job offer. Yeah. You have to be doing something or you're not successful. So I took a job working as like an assistant at a PR firm, mm -hmm. answering phones, I hated my life. Then Big Brother called and I just quit on the spot. I didn't know what Big Brother was. I didn't know what I was signing up for, but I was just like, I need to do something else. I gotta go to LA and just like try this. Like packed your bags, jumped on a plane and moved to LA. So I was like, you know what? I'm quitting my job. I wow. hope this works out. Luckily I got put on the show. I ended up winning. So Big Brother's a little different than a lot of reality shows because it's live 24 seven. So that's the good and the bad thing because yeah. people can hear what you say literally 24 hours a day. You're never censored. Wow. So it's like, you do have to like be mindful. A lot of people go on there and they forget. And it's like, that's what gets do you people forget, in trouble. Do you adjust to having the cameras on you? Like it feels more normal or it is does. it something? Yeah, so you kind of forget and you act more natural. For sure. For sure. After mm -hmm. I'd say the first week, you forget there's a hundred cameras on you at all times. Like the only time you kind of remember is like you hear like the zzz, like the camera's moving to follow oh. you. And you're like, oh I'm being filmed right now. I get nervous sometimes, like even like being in somebody's Instagram story. Like Alex is like, he'll just pan over to me and I'm like, I wasn't ready. Like, like I need like, to be prepared. Like, do that again, do that again. I'll act candid. I'm like, but no, like, so I can't imagine, you know, yeah. having the cameras on you 24 seven, it must be a huge amount of pressure. It's definitely a lot of pressure, but that is the good thing about Big Brother. So yes, they edit the episodes. Mm -hmm. You might not love the way that you sound or something like that, but they can't really twist you that much because yeah. the people can watch 24 seven. So they know if all of a sudden you're a villain, but you're being nice on live feeds, it's like, wait, something doesn't add up. Yeah, yeah. So that was the good part is I feel like I was portrayed on TV the way that I was in the house, which is like, I'm a rather likable, normal human. So it was pretty good. Like I ended up winning. America voted me for the, like the winner, which was really cool. That's awesome. Um, so that was that then. I went on MTV, which is a whole different ball game in like the world of reality TV, like CBS, Big Brother, very family friendly. You're not really gonna have your character destroyed. So what happened with MTV? This is getting good. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm enthralled with this story. MTV was a bit different just because I was used to CBS. I was the golden child. I won my season. I was very well liked. I was like, I know I'm a nice person. So like, because I was edited well in Big Brother, I was like, there's no way they'll do yeah. me dirty on MTV. Naive me, I go there, not like I was destroyed, but like I was on X on the beach, but I was definitely more villainized. I was the girl with all the exes who broke their hearts and was like, like playing with their emotions. And it's like, that's not really me. I was just forced into a situation where I was trying to do what I thought was the best. Without I'm, knowing the information as right, well. Right, without knowing the information, without knowing the angle of the show, I was just like, 
I'm trying to be nice to everyone and then my emotions get involved and yeah. then with MTV there's alcohol that's flowing which is much different from Big Brother where you're sober the whole yeah. time. So you can imagine you're just a bit that nervous. was a bit more dramatic. I wasn't thrilled yeah. with the way that ended. But I look at it now, people are always like, oh man, like, do you wish that didn't happen? Do you wish you didn't go on an MTV dating show? And I'm like, honestly, yeah, it sucked. I was hooked up on a lie detector test in front of all of America. Wait, really? It was very embarrassing, yeah. And did you lie? Um, so I, there was a couple <laughs> like, like I might have fudged. The frustrating thing is the ones I was like, I think maybe one or two, I was just like, I know this is going downhill, might yeah. as well just like bury myself. Dang. Um, but the ones I started off and I was like, no, I'm telling the truth. Like, this is my truth. Like, I'm not lying. And they kept airing everything as a lie. So like red lights would flash and it was dramatic and there's this noise, there's a live audience. So at that point I was like, you know what? I know I'm being screwed over right now. I know where this is going. This yeah. is not a real lie detector test. Like, they want me to look a certain way and I'm on TV. So at that point, I was devastated at the time. I was that's just like hot, that's so embarrassed. So embarrassed. I feel like I fell into a trap. I was like, why did I not see this coming? Why did I not realize this is what they were doing to me? Had I not gone on that show, I wouldn't have met the right people. I wouldn't have then gone on to the next show I did, which is the challenge. I met my boyfriend on the challenge, and now three years later, we're still together. I love him so much. Yeah, so yeah. like. Yeah, I went through some bumps, but the like, pieces, yeah, they end up. It it paid off, so I'm like, it all worked out. And you know, it's so funny because you said like you're on this lie detector test and you're being filmed, but it's it's kind of like it's like real life, and all of us were all put in these situations where we don't know half of the information, and we're just doing the best that we can in the moment with the information that we have, and we're, you know, there's so many emotions around us, so it's not really that different from the situation you're put no. in because all of us do the best we can in every single day situation. You know, how many times have you got upset about something and then figured out the rest of the story and been like, oh, that like person. Overreacted, yeah, yeah, overreacted. That leads me on to my next question, which is perceptions. And you and I are very familiar with the way that we act isn't always the way that people perceive it, if that makes sense. So I can say something from a good spot and someone might take it from a negative place. How do you deal with that? And here's what took me a long time to realize. A lot of these people saying nasty things they just want a reaction. Look, I might be unhappy with part of my life. I don't like where I'm at, I'm upset, so I'm just gonna spew hate on the internet, hoping I can get attention from like this person that I might look up to. If I don't know you and you're not my friend yeah. or my close family, like the people who I value their opinions, I'm not gonna pay you any attention. And if I do respond, I always say kill them with kindness mm. because the second you shut them down with like, hey, you know what, like, I'm sorry that you're upset. I'm sorry you're having a bad day and you feel the need to take it out on me. Like, I'm gonna say a prayer for you. That alone, immediately, either they like shut down and they don't respond, or I've had so many times where people, savage. people are like, oh my God, I didn't realize you would answer back. I'm so sorry, mm -hmm. I did not mean to say that. That's good advice, <laughs> put, that on, put that on the screen. Now I do notice you have a lot of energy all of the time and I think obviously you know I know you did cheer in university I also know as well that you're a personal trainer tell us what is it's your so, tricks people ask me that all the time they're like how are you so motivated like how are you so upbeat and I guess my answer is I did cheer my whole entire life so think about since I was 8 years old till I was 22 and I graduated college that's what I did all day long being upbeat cheering on a crowd leading a pep rally so I, I really feel like that's like just ingrained in who I am. Mm -hmm. I also have found too, with the platform I have, 
the more I'm peppy and motivated, the more people respond to that. So if I can help someone out by like beat bopping around and so flicking my hair and like blowing a kiss. Yeah, like I always say your vibe attracts your tribe and like I want to be surrounded by positive, happy people yeah. like you. So like if I can put out that energy, I'm always like, I'm gonna get that Attract energy that back. back. Yeah. I also drink an insane amount of pre-workouts. Like Which pre-workout do you recommend? Because whatever it is, I need it. So I work with the Lonnie New, hands down the best. I don't know if you saw my Instagram though. I tried, have you heard of dry scooping? No, is that, wait, I can guess what the dry scooping, is that oh where you like put it on your tongue and then? Yes, okay, so I was like, I keep seeing like all like the cool fitness girls here where they like put a dry scoop in their mouth. I just, I was like, I'm gonna try it, like I'm cool. Um, I assume you just put it dry in your mouth and like swallow it. No, you That's use not water, right? You use water, right? You have a little bit of water in your mouth and then you put the pre-workout in, then you swallow it, so it's like hit you faster. Uh, does it actually hit you faster? Oh my God, like you'll be like Jittery. wired immediately. Really? So like if you ever need a quick hit of pre-workout, do it that way. Interesting. But I learned the hard way. What did you, you try to swallow it dry? I'll send you the video, it's so funny. I was like filming it because I was like, I'm gonna be cool, like here's me doing my okay, dry When she sends it to me, I'm gonna put it here oh, on the edit. So, <laughs> it is so funny because all you see is me like start to choke in like this little like puff. A little puff of it. A little puff of cloud. Something else that I would love to chat with you about is you are an entrepreneur, you have your own business and that is so incredible. And I know I really look up to that and then there's so many people at home as well who aspire to have their own businesses and be their own boss. So what is your top tips for us as far as being an entrepreneur, just give us a couple quick ones that can you know, yeah. help us get started. Don't give up. Like number one, just know it's not easy. If you're starting a business out there, like one, you've taken the first step, like you're doing amazing just by doing that. Mm -hmm. But for me, especially when I first started, I was like, I wanna do this fitness thing. I want it to be successful, I wanna help people. Oftentimes we expect immediate success. So I was like, oh my God, next week I wanna be up and running, I want a clothing brand, I want employees, an accountant. You have to give yourself that time. And I was also talking about this on my Instagram, you can't compare yourself to other people. That's my biggest thing, is I'm like- It's a thief. It's a thief, like you'll ruin all of your joy. So instead of celebrating the small milestones of you as like a small business owner or an entrepreneur, instead of celebrating like, look, I've come this far mm -hmm. since I started, why are we looking at that person being like, damn, why am I not here? Yeah. I'm trying so hard, why am I not where they are? Why am I not X, Y, Z? Why am I not this much more successful? And like, that for me was the hardest part. Like I had to step back and be like, no, the second I start comparing is the second I stop celebrating how far I've come. Yeah. So that's my other tip. And then my third tip is ask for help. I was the worst about this. I wanted to do everything myself. I did not want to ask anyone for help because in my opinion, that made me like weak. Go ask someone who's better than you. Go ask someone who's at the top of the business that you wanna work in. Be like, hey, you wanna give me tips? Cause more than likely they're gonna wanna help you. Like most people are not assholes. Like most people, like if yeah. someone came to me and was like, I wanna start a fitness business. I'd be like, all right, cool. Here's kind of what I did. Yeah. Um, so a lot and it's also in how you ask too. Like you're not just sure. gonna like, just message and be like, tell me how you do yeah. this. <laughs> tell me now. You yeah. know, maybe if it is someone you know, maybe you can say, I would love to take you out for coffee. Yeah. And pick your brain and get some advice. It's just so obvious. Like the best rule of thumb is be honest. Be like, look, I'm struggling or I'm trying to get here. I'd love to take you for coffee yeah. and just pick your brain. So definitely ask for help, ask for people who have done it longer than you. And then it's like, also invest. Like for the longest time I was like, I don't need an assistant. I can do everything on my own. I can work 15 hours a day and I might be going crazy, but no one needs to know. And finally I was like, you know what? 
I'm gonna invest. I will pay the money if it helps my peace of mind. Yeah. So definitely know that it's okay to invest in your business. You'll get it back and then ask for help. Yeah. Eventually, eventually you'll get it back. For it, sure. Like you, you know, in the first put it into there, it. But yeah. For sure. Good advice. Yeah. Well, look, thank you so much for sitting down with us. Thank you. We have a lot more of this to drink, <laughs> which we're going to drink off screen. But thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Miracle Mindset. And I'm going to link Morgan in the description box below if you want to check her out. I'm going to link her fitness pages as well. She has amazing, inspiring content. If you need a little bit of pep to start your morning, <laughs> definitely check her out because, I mean, as you can see, she just brings all of the energy and all of the good vibes. So Yay. thank you so much. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.